But you see, wasn't the one who started Before the whole motherfucking world went retarded They say you can't say that I don't give a fuck, they out the minds And they fat as fuck, yeah I don't know where I'm going But I'm not gonna slow down Just yet, dancing alone in the rain And I'm not wet Cause you can't see me with that mask on your face, bitch Hey, Imagination Rabbit Podcast, Imagination Rabbit team here. So uh, there was a couple questions in the Discord, uh, Imagination Rabbit Discord. I'm going to answer. If you have anything you want me to discuss here, just go to our Discord. It's linked in the podcast name, description, whatever. And post your questions there, and I will do my best to answer them. But uh, what's going on with Imagination Rabbit today? So, uh, uh, Nightmare Puppeteer, which is our game that makes animations on Steam, you can get it for 99 cents, Nightmare Puppeteer on Steam. Um, So far, it's been designed for manual animation production. So, with my vast experience in almost all forms of animation production, short production, music videos, feature films, all that stuff, you know, I made a a game to make animations but what i was trying to do is strip away all the technical difficulties of producing 3d animation with lip sync and full character animation and make something that's just fun and easy to use so if you have an idea for some anime some dialogue based animation with two characters talking to each other you know it was to do that easily and it does that i've used it for hours and hours and hours of my own stuff, I made a, an animated feature film with it last year, uh, Nightmare Puppeteer, the documentary film. Other people have used it for music videos, short videos, other stuff like that. But um, we're called Animation Rabbit. I mean, Imagination Rabbit, that does animation rabbit. Next year, I think, is the year of the rabbit, by the way. But um, yeah, we have a lot of imagination, and that's what is required to do this stuff, to do all this stuff. But I recognize that uh, as far as since I've been alive, this is a low point of imagination. And maybe every person when they get older is like, oh, there's no imagination. But I don't know. With the advent of phones, um, social media, all this super disruptive high technology, um, I'm sure it's always happened. But I feel like it's at a point now that it's just fucking like imagination is dead. Nothing is original or innovative. It's all remake, rehash, redo, um, parody, take off, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's just my opinion. But um, I've been actually seeing a lot of different articles, academic articles, statements by teachers, stuff like that, about the lack of imagination and creativity in U.S. American students. I don't know about the rest of the world, but I don't think it's just me. But anyway... We made Nightmare Puppeteer, or I did, I should say, um, as a tool for people to use that requires a minimal amount of technical ability and know-how. Not much. You know, I try to make it as easy as a, quote, video game. But it does require imagination. 
because, you know, you can load in your own voices. It could be your own voice. So then you need to think of something to say. You can load in pre-recorded voices like I made these Joe Rogan, Sam Hyde videos where I loaded in bits of their voices. So it takes imagination to think of what you're going to say. It does take imagination to, to think of like, what am I going to load in? Um, so it does require imagination. So what I've been doing recently with Nightmare Puppeteer is working on uh, its TV mode. So its TV mode is a fully procedurally generated, it's pretty much AI generated cartoons. So that does not require imagination. You just push a button. So the manual creation of animation is already there, Nightmare Puppeteer. I'll continue adding on to it. But now I'm really focusing on the automatic thing. So, because, you know, when you're looking at projects or approach to the world or anything else, it's like, this is how I imagined it would be, right? Like, oh, people would use it to make their own original stuff. And then reality hits you and it's like, well, no one's using it for that, like two people, right? So um, we don't have to make any money from Nightmare Puppeteer. Well, not much. Like our company does not depend on it. We'd like to make money with it. And we're going to actually, we're going to start taking out ads and actually promoting it because Imagination Rabbit recently got acquired by another company. But I'm under an NDA. I can't say anything about that. But, um, yeah, I guess now, quote, we want to make money with Nightmare Puppeteer. But I decided to focus on the automatic stuff before that happened. That just happened, like, yesterday. And I started, I added the TV mode, like, what, a year ago? And I recently decided just to, um, to start upgrading and adding on to it just because I wanted it to make funny stuff that I don't have to touch. Like, I can just press play. Because one of my dreams is just to have like a box and you press play and it creates movies, animations, whatever, randomly. And it's like interesting and new. So it's kind of like what I don't see out there in the world. Yeah, I want to make a box that does it because I like being entertained too. But I'm not entertained by all the fucking boring ass rehashed, remade, pair, whatever stuff that I see out there. I'm just like, I can't watch anything. I just think it's all awful. I mean, when I say anything, I say 99% of it. Um, not to mention if it's poisoned by politics or agendas or all this other bullshit that I'm just like, fuck you. Stop shoving this down my throat. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Um, there's not much. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm working on the redoing the dialogue system right now in the live version on Steam. It has a very, very basic randomized dialogue system where it just pieces together random dialogue using a very simple um, template-based text language thing that I made. Um, I'm going to open that up for people too so you, you can make your own uh, templates later. But So what I'm doing now is I'm actually making it so the actors can have coherent conversations and stay on topic. So they'll bring up a random topic and it's them talking to each other. So actor one brings up a random topic and then actor two will comment on that random topic and they'll just kind of stay on topic. So the first generation was totally random. This second generation is they're staying on topic. And I'm eventually going to build it out so that it will tell coherent stories like plots with beginning, middle, end. Um, ramping up eventually to probably horror movies, like entire horror movies, um, all procedural, quote, AI generated. But uh, most of the AI stuff you see out there, like I'm probably not going to use GPT-2. That's what like everything you see, like AI Dungeon, 
like all this stuff, like language. Um, it writes stories and does all the shit. Poetry is GPT two, but it's not interesting to me. Like what it makes, it's not crazy enough. Because I guess for the people making that writing those AIs, for them to be crazy, that's not what they want. They want them to be realistic, I guess, or something. But then like realistic human creations today are boring as shit for me. So I'm like, why would I want an AI that just makes more boring human shit? Like I will, I'm going to make an AI that makes crazy shit that surprises you. So I'm not using uh, machine learning, deep learning, um, neural networks, any of that. I'm using very basic scripting, just basic scripting, state machines, and behavior trees. Probably a little utility theory eventually. I'll throw it in there. I'll, I'll uh, model some emotions for the storyteller or something based on player input or whatever to push the stories. But anyway, so that's what I'm working on right now. I'm in the middle of it programming, and I was like, oh, I'll do a podcast to break it up so I don't just do a whole Saturday, like, eh, programming. But there's a couple questions in the Discord, so I'm going to answer those now. So my dude, Major Nebula, out there in Venezuela said, how do you find a way through your life as a strange guy? How to keep the motivation despite knowing that our world is most of the time against the values that we believe in. I am a fan of your way of seeing life and that you never run away, you never run out of new adventures and experiences. So, I mean, any age, any artist or creator lived in, something was fucked, right? If you look at history and people you look up to, people I look up to, um, Nikola Tesla, Beethoven, Rudolf Steiner, Jimi Hendrix, like whoever. Stanley Kubrick, in the time that they were creating, you know, doing their thing, there was some fucked up thing in the world, right? Some political thing going on, some horrible human thing, some whatever. Um, but the way I look at it, for an artist, maybe it's the same as a, a scientist or an engineer or whatever. Like, what's going on in the world I should be aware of, but it's kind of none of my business and that I'm supposed to do my work no matter what. Like, creators are supposed to create. We're not supposed to look out the window and be like, oh my god, the end of the world's coming up. Like, no, because when you're doing that, you're not doing what you were put here to do, which is create. I'm not here to commentate. I mean, I'm making a podcast. I'm sharing my thoughts, but this is like 0.2% of my day or whatever. I don't spend hardly... This is the only time I'm putting into these, quote, podcasts. I sit down and record one for 30 minutes. I upload it. I'm done. I'm not promoting it. I'm not talking about it. I'm not doing anything. So, um, yeah, what's going on in the world is kind of none of my business as a creator. I can observe it. I can see it. But I'm not supposed to obsess on it or become a political commentator or any of that bullshit. Because that's not our job. Because the people that become political commentators or whatever, they can't do what I do. If they could do what I do and all the different things I do, they would be doing it. But all they can do is talk. But anyway, I'm getting off topic for the question. Um... How do you find your way through life as a strange guy? So always, it's just been through the love and passion for my art or craft. So when I started with filmmaking, I was just so um, enthralled and excited about filmmaking and everything about it. Writing, editing, directing, cinematography, sound effects, music, acting, directing actors. I was just so fascinated and obsessed with it, I guess... I didn't really think much else about other things in life. Like other things didn't really bother me. 
if they got in my way, you know, like they did sometimes, um, like, you know, if I was working menial jobs or when I had to go to shitty college that I didn't want to be at, um, you know, I had something to look forward to in film. So I, I got through that stuff because I was like, well, when I'm done, I'll be able to work on the film. So I always just focus on the next thing or what I'm doing. I'm just like, you have to be in love with what you're doing. So I know Major Nebula, one of the main things he's doing is music. So it's like, just get lost in your love for the music. And you use that love for whatever you're doing to get you through all the tough and hard times. It's like the good feeling you have from loving and participating the thing in feels better than the shitty stuff you're going through at the time. So it like, if you don't really love it, it won't be powerful enough to take you through the shitty times. And what happens with people is that like, you know, they're into something with sculpture, filmmaking, animation. You know, I've seen fucking hundreds of people just fall by the wayside. And it's like, in order to get through it, you have to love what you're doing more than the next person. Because the next person's going to fold when hardship comes around, hard times, you know, bad shit in life, because they don't love their thing that much. You know, it's like, you have to make a choice. Do you love whatever you're doing? Or, you know, what, what, what means the most to you? What, what are you willing to die for, really? Like, that's what it's about. Like, that's how far I go. If you read my old book, B book, which is on Internet Archive, you just search for M. Strange books. I took a lot from like the samurai lifestyle. I mean, I have the Hagakure, the samurai code book or whatever it's known, like on my bedside table. And I read that all the time. Um, so, yeah, you just have to like I'm playing for keeps. I'm playing a serious game. The rest of the world they're they don't whatever they're doing even if it's like wars or fucking politicians doing this shit like they're gonna do this and do that it's like well i still love what i'm doing more than they love money than they love whatever the fuck they do corruption whatever um so yeah i i don't know if that answers your question but um how do i well and also how do i keep the motivation knowing the world is against the values i believe in is that I think I talked about this last episode. I don't care what people think of me in that um, if I chose to do something different and no one else did it, if I really believed in it, if I loved what I was doing and it was out of the love of that, I don't care. I'm just like, well, they're wrong, you know? So I guess it's just confidence and knowing that the course that you're on, the path that you're on for life is the one you're supposed to be on. And I actually think... It was one of the principles I talked about before in the book, Magic and Theory and Practice by Aleister Crowley, when somebody asked me about that. There was something about that, because they talk a lot about in that book, or he does, about your true will, your true path in life. And it was something like, if you have to run into people, if you're on your true path, um, and people get in your way, that means they're not on their true path. So you're actually doing them a favor when you fuck them, knock them out of your way, and into some other orbit. And I think in the book, it did liken it to planets and the orbits of planets. So if you're if you're on your true path, doing your true will, you're like a planet in its correct orbit in the solar system. And if some other person gets in your way or some other thing, you don't move because you're on your true path. You're in your true orbit. You knock it out of your way. And you're actually doing it a favor. Maybe by you knocking out of its false orbit, you'll help it. Maybe not, but it's none of your business. 
you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're being that creator. You're doing that person. So you can't worry. When you know that, you can't worry about what other people are doing. Because, yeah, if they get in your way, they're off their path. And most all people are off their path. And they're on some other path that the people on the screens or whatever put them on. So, um, and the way I never run out of new adventures or experiences is that I love what I'm doing. I'm always fascinated. Um, I like imagination drives you, you know, it's like, Hey, I want to make a game that makes animations. Okay. makes animations. And then, you know, there's a hundred different things you can do from there. And it's like, okay, now it does that manually. Hey, now I want to see what I can do to make it full automatic. Can I do an AI generated thing that creates animation? So it's all, you just, it's like, you know, there's a saying in English in oh, America, they say like, stay in your lane. So it's like, if you're a musician, stay a musician. Don't become a writer or a programmer. Like, and I find a lot of that comes from it threatening other people. Like if that's their job, I'm like, I think I talked about this before. Like I knew a guy whose thing was quote, being a writer, he had only written one small book that was like 110 pages or something. And then I hired him to edit a book that I wrote that I actually never put out. And he was like, oh, well, this is really good. Yeah, you need to stay in your lane. huh?" And it's like, because he felt threatened because I guess my writing was really good. And he was supposedly a writer, but uh, I don't know anyway. But um, you can't worry about that. So it's like, for the longest time, I was interested in programming and things like that. But in my head, I was like, I'm not a programmer. And so I didn't pursue it. And then finally, I just felt way too, way too, what's the word? Uh, where you're like stuck in place with, with just filmmaking and all the other stuff I did in filmmaking. Complacent, I guess. I was like, no, that's it. I'm going to learn game development. I'm going to learn programming. And that opened up a whole other set of experiences, adventures, which I'm still on today. And like the adventures you can, I can do in this space seem fucking infinite. So yeah, hopefully that um, answered your question. Uh, Ambrosia says, to what extent are you a misanthrope? Um, do you believe humanity is, will always be inherently evil? And if so, could it redeem itself? Well, that's a big question, man. Um, well, to what extent are you a misanthrope? So like, if you believe that you're a pretty good person and what you're doing is quote good. And if you observe the, the world as being evil, um, I guess you'll always be a misanthrope, right? Until what you believe the world is becomes good. But then it's like human nature. Um, it seems to always turn quote evil which, um, and if so, could it redeem? I mean, I don't know. That's like a big question, right? So I don't know. I don't think, uh, I don't think man on the current path ever will become quote good. It would have to be steered by some economic incentives or some fucking godlike AI coming into existence and fucking cracking down and snapping down on people and becoming some old Testament God that fucking strikes the fear of quote god back in people even though it'd be an ai and not god so um yeah i don't know that's a big question if you have more specific ones i don't know but i don't really know what to say about that too much so um my dude joel says uh what do you think of banksy as an artist and the actual banksy art so i don't know does any is banksy a dude did that come out is it like somebody um 
it doesn't do anything for me. Like when I see it, I'm just like, okay, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm in the I'm in the realm of film, animation, music, now interactive stuff, games, experimental shit, now AI AI generated animation. So just like still art doesn't do much for me. I'm just like, okay, it's one picture. Like in my thing, when I'm doing an animation, like I'm trying to create art at 24 frames per second. So if you took any one of those frames, it would be art that I'm crafting. So just straight up single images, I'm like, eh, I guess. But it's like the year 2022, and I think they mastered fucking still art hundreds of years ago. And then it's just been stagnating and just like kind of bleh. So I'm I'm not into any like still artists like that. I'm like, whoa, I'm so inspired. None of them. Um, so I haven't seen much of his stuff, I guess. Like if it's been in press stories or whatever, and they're like, Banksy, so edgy commentary, but eh, it doesn't, it's not something I think about. It's not like inspiring or whatever. Um, I think the art of, uh, Kentaro Miura in Berserk, who, who died last year, sadly. Um, I think the, I like the art in Berserk or some of these mangas, because they have a story, they have something else, not just still image, like means way more to me than somebody like Banksy, I guess, you know, if quote Banksy, whoever that is, wasn't rich, would anybody care? Probably not. Uh, you'll find better art, what I think is better, more interesting, the way it's crafted by a million different unknown artists all over the internet. So I think it's just because doesn't Banksy like managed by some big talent agency and they sell for millions of dollars. So I think the only reason anybody cares, like, yeah, there's a documentary about, quote, him. It's just money behind it. So, like, if he didn't or whoever didn't have a talent agency where it wasn't promoted and make, like, millions of dollars, would you even ask me about Banksy? Probably not. Would I even know who they are? Probably not. So um, what do I think of Banksy? Not much. And the actual Banksy art? Not much. Um, same thing with that dude who took the Andre the Giant picture and put the Obey from They Live, whatever that dude, I don't remember the dude's name. They're just like, they're, I mean, are they even artists? They're just making stencils. But they got rich, so, you know, in the Western world, the current world, people just like, money, oh, you're so great, because you're rich. But that's not true. Um... Scarmu says, do you still watch today, watch movies, or do you go fuck today's movies and, and make your own? So yeah, most of the time, movies, games, music, whatever. No, actually, I do listen to a lot of music. There's a lot of fucking cool music that I like out there, new. Um, but movies and games, I watch them, but like movies, you know, there's certain directors, like living directors, like Yorgos Lanthimos, the Greek director. I always watch his stuff. Todd Salons, American director, I always watch his stuff. David Lynch is one of my heroes, but he's kind of the emperor, has no clothes now. Um, who was the other person? Oh, the the Scottish guy who did Seven Psychopaths, Martin McDonough, McDougal. I forgot his name. His last movie was The Billboards Outside Ebbing's Montana, Billings, Montana, something. But anyway, yeah, I like those movies. Um, but they're, you know, that's like three or four directors. So you get one like there's rarely a film but i'm always looking for new films like i know it's kind of old but newish like just random people i'm thinking of i liked moon by david bowie's son i thought that was interesting and uh, what was another one i saw oh that 
it wasn't Deuce Ex Machina. It was like about that one where that guy makes that cyborg girl. She gets loose. I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, fuck most movies because they're all garbage, but there's still good ones out there. They're rare. It's just like people, you know, most people you meet are just generic fucking lame ass boring people. But then, you know, one in a million and meet some really interesting, cool person. Um, Scar Muse asked, also asked, what do you think about networking? Does it really help you as your development as a creator? I mean, going to creative festivals, indie conventions, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not going to help your craft, right? You still got to do that on your own. But for business stuff, most definitely, I think. I mean, I'm not on Twitter. I don't do any social media. Maybe you could do it all through that. I don't know. But I know the real world really does uh, make a difference. Like, you know, you could probably spend two weeks on Twitter or whatever trying to tweet at people or Instagram trying to get attention or whatever. But yeah, if you went to some party at some festival or convention and had some beers or whatever with somebody, you're much more likely to make a strong business networking connection than you would on the internet. So I would say they're useful if you know exactly what you want out of people and you know who those people are. So if you're if you just heard it's good to network, go to these conventions, but you don't know what you want from who, it's going to be useless. So if you're going to do it, like if you're a game developer, you're like, I want a publisher. I want to meet a publisher. Okay, then look at the publishers that are going to attend the thing. Make a list of the ones you want to meet, right? And say, I'm going to meet them and then have a lift, list of questions or requests, whatever you have for those people. So yeah, I think they can be really useful if you know what you want from who. And then you go find those people, buy them a drink do whatever, you know, that's what they're kind of for, there for too, to get schmoozed, you know. Um, I never did that. I've never done all of it, any of that stuff, but I'm an anomaly. So, um, yeah, but I know people do that. I know that's how business works. So, uh, all right, this has been a 26-minute episode. I've blabbed enough. I'm going back to my programming on Nightmare Puppeteer's new uh, AI-generated story system. So, until next time, I'm about this bitch. If you didn't know, yo, you must be out of your mind. If you didn't know, yo, you must be blinded. Mother faces on your phone and make you feel like you're not alone. But you fuck six ways from Sunday. And motherfucker, it's already Monday. You the definition of a sheep Puff up your wool All you want but it won't stop me Cause you're a toy I'm a grown man wolf About to bite you boy You're the boy who cried wolf Yeah And I'm the wolf who cried boy You're the boy who cried wolf Yeah And I'm the wolf who cried boy Know your place You're a toy
Some things in me.